But when we get clear on how we want to live our lives and we get clear on what we're no longer available for, then we are saying, okay, I am no longer going to tolerate this in myself. I'm going to take ownership. I'm going to take authority. I'm going to take my power back and I'm going to be in a space where I can make those decisions for myself. Are you ready to take courageous steps to create a life and business you love? Welcome to the Courage Cast. I'm Andrea Crisp, an empowerment coach, author, and a multi-passionate entrepreneur. For years, I was afraid to allow myself to shine. That was until I discovered that I could step into my own power, shift my mindset, and take ownership of my destiny. Now I coach individuals across the globe who are ready to own their life and make a massive impact. With a blend of practical and spiritual advice, my hope is that the Courage Cast empowers you to take brave steps in your own life and business. Hey there, welcome to the Courage Cast. My name is Andrea, I'm your host. I'm thrilled that you're joining me today. We're gonna to be talking about how you can stay in your own power. And this is kind of a little bit of a follow-up from our last week's episode, which is the magic of being in your personal power. And I think that the reason why I am so, uh, I guess, obsessed with this topic right now is because it is something that I have been working on in my own life. And as you know, I like to talk about things that I am going through and I'm learning and how I am shifting in my own life. So in this episode today, we're going to talk about how you can stay in your energy when it comes to your personal life and your business. But before we get into that, I did want to highlight another brilliant podcast that I have absolutely been loving. Let me ask you something. What would your life look like if you stripped away all of the expectations of others and really lived your truest, most joyful life? That is exactly what you get to find out when you listen to Human on the Daily, the podcast. Tune in every Monday to hear real and raw conversations with Dr. Megan Daly and her guests. You'll hear them talk about real life experiences alongside tips and tools so you can really dive into who you are and what you want and how to live your most authentic, joyful life. Tune in to Break Free. I had the opportunity to meet and chat with Dr. Megan Daly a few months ago, and we were talking about her brand new podcast that's called Human on the Daily. And it is a great podcast that really helps you break out of the box of expectations to embrace your authentic self. You know how much I love that. And she is just really authentic herself. And she brings so much of herself to the podcast. And I really, really believe you are going to absolutely love the show. So as I mentioned, we are talking about how to stay in your power. What does that really mean? So my clients often come to me because they really want to be more successful in their business. That's usually the biggest reason they're like, I want more success, Andrea. I want to create more financial freedom. But what they don't realize at the offset of when we start working together is that really there is so much more going on when it comes to the inner work. It's much, much deeper. So yes, having that 
success they desire is going to help them create ease and financial freedom. But it really is truly about understanding their energy and how they can work with their mindset and really be in their power to create what it is that they want in life and in business because it works both ways. What you get in your business also shows up in your life and vice versa. So I always talk about this with my clients. If you're working on something in your life, it's going to show up in your business. So you don't have to worry about, you know, well, do I have to do everything all at one time? No, you absolutely do not. Because whatever belief that you are subconsciously running, when you reframe that belief, it shifts everything. So it's just literally like a domino. It sets off one domino and then it just keeps on going. I wanted to start with talking about what energy is. And there are four types of energy that I'm going to talk about with you today. Now, I am, you know, in no way an expert on this, but it is definitely something that I have been learning myself. It has been something that I've been putting into practice in my life and in my business. So first of all, there's physical energy. And that is really about how we are experiencing physicality in the world, uh, whether it's our health whether it has to do with our body physically. And really, it's having those experiences tangibly. And it's really almost a masculine energy. So when you're thinking about like, oh, I'm so tired, or I, I really don't have the energy to do that, you're probably referring to your physicality and how you are experiencing things when it comes to your physical energy. Now, emotional energy is more on the feminine side, and this is how we are experiencing the world with our reactions to things in life. Um, It's about being aware of your emotions. And sometimes when we have emotional energy, it's about, you know, sometimes we can be overwhelmed with emotions, and sometimes we might even be numbing out emotions. And I see both of those things happening uh, all the time with my clients you know, thinking, oh, okay, I'm just going to hold back and I'll deal with this later. And it's basically just, you know, waiting for everything to implode, which is never a good thing. Then the third one is mental energy. And mental energy is more of a masculine energy as well. So this is like the decision making process, the problem solving, communication, multitasking. Okay, so I want to say this about mental energy, because um, this is one of the areas that I probably would have thought before that I was really, really good at. And as it turns out, I struggle to make decisions all the time. And that's actually a doing energy. That's a masculine energy. And so I have found in my own life that I can often be overrun mentally because I'm not effective making decisions. And so I've really had to learn about how to trust my emotional energy and my spiritual energy to help me with my mental energy. 
Now, the fourth energy is the spiritual energy, like more feminine energy. And this is about staying grounded, being connected to source, creator, your higher power, your higher self, and really having that connection to ourselves. So when we talk about energy, it could be any of those four things. And really, it's a combination of all four. So your physical energy, your emotional energy, your mental energy, and your spiritual energy. But this is where we get caught up. Now, a lot of the times when we're thinking about expending energy or being in our own energy or being in our own power, it is because we don't know how to be in our own energy. So even though there's those four types of energy, oftentimes people are actually latching on, or you can use the word catching, someone else's energy. And I noticed for myself that I was doing this a couple of years ago. I've probably been doing it my whole life, but I didn't realize I was doing it uh, because I'm very empathic. And so I would sense the energy of someone else and I would start doing things maybe that I would not normally do or uh, have emotions that maybe weren't mine. And it was because I was actually in the energetic vibration of someone else and not understanding that it was not mine and just thinking it was. And so I was not only overrun by my own, but also by theirs as well. So when you're in your own power and you're in your own energy, you are really being more aware of how does that work for you? Like, how are you staying in your own energy and not taking on the energy of other people? Now, you don't necessarily just have to be an empath for you to take on the energy of someone else. So it's really important that even if you don't feel like you're empathic, that you are staying in your own energy and staying in your power. So each of us, are responsible to create our own energy. Because if we don't, that is when we're going to be susceptible to taking it on or catching it from someone else. Now, I know firsthand uh, what this looks like in, in my own life. And you might be able to take this, you know, from your own family of origin. But I grew up in a household where my mom had really, really big energy. And so being around her, uh, was almost kind of like you had to navigate her energy. And I had to figure, and I had my own big energy, but I didn't know what to do with it. And so I would just take on hers. And this is something that I hear often from people. Is there, you know, in a relationship or in a family of origin where someone has such big energy that it almost um, dwarfs someone else's energy. And we don't learn how to navigate and be in our own authority, our own power, our own energy. So you can use those words interchangeably, authority, energy, and power. And and really, when you learn that you can have and be in your own power, in your own authority, that is when you're like, okay, I'm going to set some clear boundaries for myself energetically first. And then if we need to create boundaries more so, you know, by actually having a conversation with somebody, if that is what we need to do. 
And like I said, so for me growing up, it was not really understanding that I was always um, in someone else's energy and trying to navigate that and figure that out for myself. And so by the time I really did, I had to disconnect that. And I had also created more patterns where I was allowing myself to catch the energy of other people as well, because that's how I learned um, that I created, you know, connection with people. And um, I didn't know that it was really kind of a codependent behavior. And so I had to release myself of that, learn, okay, what does that look like for me? How do I step out of that? And how do I move on and just really be in my own energy? And you know, when it showed up for me in my business, it was like, oh, okay, like I'm um, too concerned about what other people are thinking, getting their approval, what are my clients or potential clients going to think? And then starting the overthinking process, because I was more worried about what they were going to think than being in my own energy, not really trusting myself. And so learning how to navigate and be in my own energy and my own authority really was about developing that self-trust, the creating clear boundaries for myself and for my business and really knowing that when I'm in my power, that I'm thriving in all areas of my business and subsequently in all areas of my life. And so my own personal freedom came when I learned that I could take ownership over that and that I could create safety and boundaries for myself. So here are a few things that you can do. Number one is you can observe what's happening. That sounds very simple, but yet it is really the most important thing that you could possibly do to begin. Because here's the thing, oftentimes we are standing in judgment of ourselves or there's a lot of guilt or shame around what we think we should be doing based on what other people um, believe about our lives or the perspective they have over us. But when you're observing what is happening in your life or you're observing what is happening in your business, you're able to see, okay, this is where I'm maybe not showing up or this is maybe where I am being too much or I'm being too forceful or too pushy or too much of this or too little of that. So when we observe how we are showing up, that is when we can say, okay, well, you know, what is happening here? Then we gather awareness of like how we are feeling about that. Maybe there is a lot of pressure. Maybe it feels like um, you're carrying a lot of um, anger or sadness around something and it just feels like it's just too much. And we start to notice that there are patterns that emerge because obviously, when we are, you know, taking on the energy of others, it's not just usually a one-time thing. It's something that we've done over time. It's something that we continually do. So it's kind of like, well, when am I taking on the energy of other people? What, What's happening that I'm not sourcing my own power that I'm, you know, taking on energy from someone else? I notice that I still fall into this trap when I'm looking at social media. Like that is one of my big triggers is looking at something on social media and being like, oh, I should do that. And the moment I do that, it's almost like I signal to myself, oh, you're stepping out of your own power. And it's like I'm giving my power away to what someone else is doing and what's working for them versus staying in my own energy and my own power and being like, this is what works for me. 
and I need to stay in this particular energy. So you observe what's happening, then gather awareness of like, how am I feeling? And third thing is, is there a pattern that is emerging here for me? Um, What do I need to know? Because if there's a pattern, that's when you're alerted, okay, this is what I do need to change. So then I ask myself, okay, how do I really want to feel? Like, I know that again is so simple, but honestly, how often do we ask ourselves, what do we want to feel? What do we need? How can we support ourselves? And when you get clear on that and you can create an intention around how you want to feel, then you're moving in the direction of what you want. And you're staying in that energy of what it is that you desire versus being, you know, susceptible to anything else that comes your way. I was just working with one of my clients and we were talking about creating intentions about what she wanted for her business and also what she wanted when it came to her home. And, you know, she thought, she said to me, she's like, well, I've never really thought about this before when it came to my home because I just, you know, was like, well, it is what it is. And, you know, I want to choose something, you know, that I can afford or, you know, you know, we have all of these, you know, preconceived notions of what it is that we're going to be willing to accept, right, when it comes to our housing, or when it comes to relationships, or when it comes to business. So I told her, I said, when you get clear on what it is that you want to create in your life, whether it's in your business or in your uh, living situation, that is when you are attracting more of that to yourself. So you really have to get a lot of clarity on what it is that you want. And you have to tune in with yourself and then create from that place. But if you're not tuned into yourself and you're tuned into someone else's energy, or you're really being swayed by someone else's opinion or need of their approval, or just they have like a big presence or energy, then it may be more about what it is that they are doing or thinking or believing for you that you might be, oh, well, I guess this is what I want. When, But when you get really honest with yourself, like that's not really what I want at all. So I ask myself, okay, well, Andrea, what do you want to create in your life? And one of the things that's come up for me over and over again over the past few years is more ease and flow, more joy and fulfillment, more abundance, more love, and more purpose. And even though I do desire other things, this is how I want to feel. I want everything to feel easy and like flow and just feel that joy and abundance and fulfillment and love and purpose in my life. And I know that when I'm in that space, I can create anything I want. So it's not really just about getting something, but it's being in the energy of what it is that I desire, which is ease and flow, joy, fulfillment, abundance, love, and purpose. And when I got clear on that, how I can create that in my life, and those are my non-negotiables, that's what I want, that's how I'm making decisions, that's how I'm moving forward, it was a game changer for me, both personally and professionally. And I know it would be a complete game changer for you as well. So what I told my client was, and we didn't do this on a high level, but we did it kind of more on a micro level, was to create a manifesto for what she wanted personally and professionally. Now, 
This is definitely something that I do with my clients. So if you're like, oh my gosh, Andrea, I would love to create a manifesto for my life. I would love to get really, really clear on what it is that I want and be in the energy of what I desire, be in my power. This is the work that we do. And I could definitely do this with you if you're like, yes, this is exactly what I need. So we're getting clear, first of all, on what it is that she desires, right? And we start to get clear on those things. So it's how you want to feel, first of all, and then you're going to get clear on some of the more tangible things. Now, then you're going to ask yourself like the opposite of that, which is what am I no longer available for? (laughs) Because that's also really important, right? And this is where you're getting to see, okay, when am I falling into the trap of being in someone else's energy? So when I wrote down, what am I no longer available for? These were some of my personal answers. I said, I'm no longer available for a lack mindset. And then here's what I put, I put in brackets, mine or anyone else's. And so the reason why I said that is because so often we're having conversations around money or things when it comes to abundance, it's so easy to fall into someone else's opinion or perspective on um, finances or abundance or lack thereof. And letting someone dictate their opinion or thoughts um, around that. And if they're falling into lack and you want to stay away from it, then it's really important that you're like, I'm no longer available for a lack mindset, mine or anyone else's. I'm no longer available for feeling like I am left out. Um, Now I say that is because I desire a sense of belonging and being in community where I feel like I'm very connected. And when I'm in spaces that I don't feel that, that's not what I want. I want to feel like I belong and like I'm connected into something bigger than myself. I'm no longer available for playing small or staying hidden. This shows up multiple ways in my life and in my business, but it's important enough that I have said, okay, I don't want uh, external extraneous or external, I guess uh, would be the word, um, influences to keep me playing small or being in comparison or judgment of someone else and then me dimming down Um, or being in a place where I'm shaming myself and then staying hidden or small. So I'm no longer available for that. So whenever I'm falling into those patterns, I observe it, I gather awareness around what it is that I'm feeling And are there patterns emerging here? And I'm able to shift that. And the last thing I'm no longer available for is allowing other people to make decisions for me. Now, this can happen so subtly. It's so interesting. And on the like, even from the most well-intentioned, well-meaning people. But I can't blame anybody else because it really is about being in your own power and your own energy, creating this for yourself. But when you defer a decision to someone else, or you open that door for them to help you make a decision, you are essentially giving away some of your power and saying like, you know what, I need help making this decision. Um, And yes, I think it's very valuable to get input from other people. But at the end of the day, when you are creating something that you desire, it is so important for you to know what it is that you want and for you to make those decisions for yourself. And uh, I'm always amazed at what we will tolerate 
you know, from ourselves and from other people. And, but when we get clear on how we want to live our lives and we get clear on what we're no longer available for, then we are saying, okay, I am no longer going to tolerate this in myself. I'm going to take ownership. I'm going to take authority. I'm going to take my power back and I'm going to be in a space where I can make those decisions for myself. And this kind of showed up for me this weekend, this past weekend, actually, I went away to a family reunion. There were over 250 extended family members there. And as you can imagine, especially when it comes to family, it's not just 250 random people, but it's people who carry the same genetic DNA that have so much of the same um, beliefs because, I mean, obviously they're coming generationally. And I was really aware of what, how is this playing out? Um, I could see so many of the dysfunctional patterns that were in my own family um, line playing out in other people's family line as well, even though they weren't really that close to me. And I was seeing where some of those mindset, lack mindsets um, were showing up, where people were um, over asserting themselves or not asserting themselves at all, not in their power or trying to usurp someone else's power. And I was kind of, uh, you know, in a place where I'm like, I'm going to observe what's going on here because I want to see even for myself, like, where is this showing up for me? That may be a blind spot for me. And so it was really fascinating because uh, I went into the weekend almost prepared to take time out and go and make sure that I was in my own energy. And uh, what I did was I, I was talking to Amanda, who is my breathwork facilitator prior to, and we did a breathwork session on it is safe to be in my own energy. And when we did that, I got the recording and I listened to it while I was at the reunion as well. And I found it so helpful because I was able to remind myself to step away and to be in my own energy. And that way, I also didn't get caught up in any of the drama, you know, because there's always going to be drama, right? Whenever you're with family, it's always going to be dramatic in some way. So um, I was able to separate what belongs to myself and what belongs to someone else by being in my own energy. I was able to take full responsibility for me, for how I was feeling, for my own emotions, for um, how I was, like if I was tired or you know hungry or any of those things. And I was also able to really set a clear boundary from what I was willing to accept and what I was not going to accept. And that meant saying no to certain things. That meant saying, no, I don't want to do that. I, you know, and sometimes I even had to say it multiple times because people were not willing to take no for an answer. And so I just had to stand my ground and say, this is what I'm doing. And this is how I am going to navigate this for myself. So I encourage you when you are learning to be in your own energy and your own power, whether it be um, in your place of work, whether it be in your business, whether it be in your relationships, that oftentimes you are going to have some pushback because people might be used to, um, you know, 
going over you and, you know, being a bigger energy than you. Um, And this is also really good, like from the other perspective as well, learning that, you know, when you're also in your power, you're not overtaking somebody else either. Like this is about you and being in your energy and your power, not about you, you know, taking over for somebody else and being in control or being more forceful or dominant. It has nothing to do with that whatsoever. It's really about your own authority and being in tune with that. So I want to talk about 12 practical ways that you can stay in your own energy and you can use any of these things. You can use all of these things. Um, But here's number one, tune into how you're feeling. Okay. We already talked about that, but it's so important. Like, are you feeling sad? Are you feeling angry? Are you feeling disappointed? Are you feeling like, what is the emotion that shows up for you? set boundaries to conserve your energy. So like I said, you know, when I was at the the reunion, I had to say no a couple times. It was like, no, I had to have a clear boundary about what I was willing to do and unwilling to do. Uh, Use mindfulness to limit exposure. So I used breath work. Uh, While I was at the reunion, I took little timeouts, little breaks to just clear my head, reset, and be mindful of what I needed versus just constantly being surrounded by people. And you might have to take breaks from people, right? It's like, oh, hey, listen, I'm just gonna, you know, go and take a a break or go for a walk or have a nap or whatever it is. And I had a lot of people because I would take naps, people like, why you nap a lot? And it's like, well, I may be sleeping and I may not be sleeping, but it's none of your business. At the end of the day, it's just when I say I'm taking a nap, it's easier for people to get that this is alone time. So (laughs) leave me alone. The next one is find your happy place. So you can do this physically, you can do it emotionally, whatever it is, maybe maybe it's playing music, maybe it's going for a walk, um, whatever it is for you, maybe it's a smell that you just want to attach to and really, you know, get in that energy. Um, number five, be aware of your triggers. Be aware of like, what are those things that trigger you? And know that you are creating distance from those things. Create a safe space or sanctuary. For me, that was uh, going to a different location to sleep at night, um, leaving the property because I could create space for myself and I could create um, a place where I would be in my own energy all night long and it was good for me and that was what worked. Number seven, clean up your physical and mental spaces. So that really just depends, you know, like when you're thinking about your business or in your life, but like, you know, on a really practical level, it could be like, you know, what things in my business are no longer serving me? Like, am I having a bunch of people on my um, payroll that I don't really need in my business anymore? Um, Am I paying for things that, you know, I don't need to be paying for? Am I you know, bombarded by things in my office? And uh, is it just like a catch-all and there's so much clutter that I'm feeling distracted? Um, I find for myself, like I'm constantly cleaning out my office, constantly, constantly, constantly. And then it just gets, you know, overwrought with more and more things. But for me, I know that I have to clear out that physical space and I also have to clear out the mental space. And number eight, trust your gut or your intuition. So whatever you feel like is the right thing. We never really truly know what the outcome is going to be. We are not in control of any of those things when it comes to what is the next thing going to be that happens. 
we're only in control of really listening to our own intuition and acting upon it. Number nine, create a support system. Get around the people who know you, love you, and are willing to support you on this journey and that understand about creating safe boundaries for yourself because they're also probably doing it in their own lives as well. So you definitely want to be surrounded by people who are doing the same thing. Number 10, build up an energetic wall. Now, this can be tricky because you might be like, okay, I'm just going to wall off from everybody to protect myself. But that's not really, it's it's just really about creating that kind of like a safety bubble. This is something I do before I work with clients. Um, I just really call my own energy back. And then when I'm done with a client, I release their energy and call mine back to me. So it's kind of like creating an energetic bubble around yourself. Imagine like you're the bubble boy and there's like a bubble around you and like nothing can get into into you that close when it comes to taking on someone's energy. This does not mean you can't have compassion or help them get a transformation, but it just means at the end of the day, you are not carrying their energy with you when you go. Number 11, stop giving your power away. I mean, hello, right there, right? Um, By deferring to somebody else by saying, oh, you decide or what do you think or um, putting the ball in their court all the time. This is where you get to make the decision for yourself. And number 12, control your ego. So the ego is like constantly looking to be uh, safe and to be in a familiar situation. And so sometimes you got to tell the ego to sit down and, you know, you've got it handled and you're going to take care of things from here. So when you are staying in your own energy, when you're staying in your power, it really means that you're becoming more aware for yourself of what it is that you need, the support you need, and how you can start sourcing that for yourself, both physically, emotionally, energetically, spiritually, in all of the ways. Um, So I want to know, as you're like listening through this today, what your big takeaway is from this episode, because I'm sure that there's probably something right now that is coming to your mind that you're like, ah, I can put that into practice. And that is one thing that I can do. You know, you don't need to do every one of these things. Like, honestly, choose one of them that is going to help you right now. And, you know, even if you have to write the rest down, or you want to refer back to this at another time, then do that. But just start with one thing and allow yourself to build up on that over time so that you can be in your power. And trust me, there is so much freedom when you're in your own power. So friend, thanks for hanging out with me today. I would love to connect with you. If we haven't already, you can find me over on Instagram at at Andrea Crisp Coach, also at the.couragecast. And until next time, remember, you have everything you need to live bravely. If you like this episode of the Courage Cast, we'd love to hear from you. Leave us a rating and review. And while you're there, hit subscribe so you never miss an episode. Original music and production by Stephen Crelly.